Okay, first things first, what do you think about my hair? Um, right. Is this going on the on the show? Listen, you've seen it and I can see yours now. So all the words you've been saying to me about mine in the past, <laughs> you can put those straight in the bin, my friend. <laughs> Hold that. No, you, you look beautiful. You oh, look beautiful. thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. That's, that's, that's very kind of you to be so honest like that. That's that's very kind of you. And Tell the truth, let the devil be ashamed. <laughs> let me, let me, um, so usually we don't talk about current affairs as such, but I need to mention something now. So in preparing for you to be ready and so on, I've been watching the England game just out the corner of my eye and I'm doing a bit of work right. at ESPN FC this evening. Mm-hmm. And it's 3-0 to England, but out the corner mm-hmm. of my eye because I've not been watching the whole game, I'm seeing a team in blue playing all types of really nice passes, looking really sharp. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the other team in white, thinking why they look so dead. I thought San Marino were now <laughs> one of the best teams in the world from the way they were playing because they were in a different color. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. Yeah, England look well off the pace here. I don't know what's going on. This is the best San Marino team I've ever seen. But you know, Outstanding. You know, so Outstanding. Sometimes you got to pay attention. But anyway, here he is then, guys. <laughs> this is UD. That's U-D-Y. The alleged voice of the people. How are you, my guy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, do you know what? Thank you for asking, man. Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. I think um, I could be happier, but I have to accept this because you've been getting a lot of feedback on social media, and alarmingly, oh, have I? alarmingly, it's been quite positive. I didn't know I hosted such a positive sort of platform, but people quite like you, and it's like it's, it's freaking me out a little bit. I think like it's just it's good to hear. That's all I can say. Really. That's good to hear. I've been I've been concerned. <laughs> all right, that's not <laughs> that's not enough to get me on social media. Right, I'm still not. I'm still too scared of the criticism. But it's, it's that's good to hear. Yeah, I appreciate for con- you for context for people. So he's not on social media, and he did previously listen to basically every episode. But now he skips over his bit because he doesn't like to hear himself. And now the the threat of people talking about his bit out there in the universe is kind of getting to him, which is brilliant. Never, never heard it once. No. <laughs> That's so good. That's so, so, so good. But anyway, you've been getting all this positive um, sort of feedback and so on. So to counter it, because, you know, I'm quite sinister in my way sometimes, I'm thinking of creating like a poll on our social media to see if people actually value you or if they see you as worthless. And the beauty of it is, you know, when it's anonymous, people can be a bit more honest. So instead of somebody mm-hmm. tweeting us or, you know, going directly with something they can just go and just dip into the poll and tell tell me exactly how they feel about you and you know it's, it's hostile but it's it's a chance for people to be honest would you agree yeah no no i appreciate that just immediate level of toxicity just bringing that straight to the fore i, I appreciate that Thank yeah you. listen i i it don't keeps think me you're worthless i don't think you're worthless otherwise I wouldn't be here but i'm not doing this for myself i'm doing it for the listeners so i need to figure out yeah what you, they want. you just you want to give the people an option to tell me that I'm worthless in case that's how yeah, they feel, yeah, which is good of you. Yeah. Like, and so, to be fair, you could be like, say some of like the co-hosts we see on TV, on radio, who people love to hate. Maybe that could be you. That could be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a positive as well, isn't it? No, for sure. No, I'll look, whatever role the, the people want me to play, I'm here for them. Hashtag voice of the people. <laughs> is that is that a thing? The people still hashtag? No. I don't like, I don't know. Do um, people still hashtag? Know. You just shut up, seriously. But anyway, so in terms of social media, everyone knows if they've been here for a while, it's kickback underscore Nadem, and that's on Instagram and on Twitter. But to be fair, in related news, I think producer Ryan actually quite quite likes you. So that's a big, big positive considering he has to listen to me all the time. But I'm not sure if that's just because he got tired of just my monologuing 
in his intros or if he, you know, he actually likes you as a person. But I think the value of what we do, he actually quite enjoys it. So credit to you again. Thank you, producer, man. That means a lot. The yeah. man, the myth, the legend. Okay. Do you know there's been one problem now with the stuff we've been doing? Mm-hmm. And it's a big problem because to name but three people, there's Carlos, there's Piet, and there's Steve at ESPN, mm. to name but three. And they've been crying foul because they think we must be doing some sort of bit together because the way you keep answering the questions in a way that they can't, they think that you <laughs> must be cheating or I must be giving you information. How do you feel about that? Right. Look, as the voice of the people, I, I have told myself to a high standard of integrity. And <laughs> all I can tell you is, this is just straight off the top of the dome. I can't help, like, so look, I know people out there are waiting to see me fail. I'm waiting to, waiting to see myself fail. So we'll see what happens. This run can't last forever. No, so. no, no, no. It's not that deep. It's not that they want to see you fail. They're just stunned at how successful you've been. Like, it's strange to be blessed for seven weeks in a row, basically. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those ones. It's a bit of a sticky one. I've, I've never been this successful before. So it's all a bit, it's all a bit new. But oh. like, look, we're making it work for now. We're making it work for now. Okay, okay. But to be fair, like, I'll be completely honest with people. I don't give him the information. I, I make the clues not too tough but also not too easy and in fairness Yudi doesn't have a life and he's very much like embedded in English football culture so as a consequence he knows these things these really obscure things which no normal person would know for Yudi that's just at the forefront of his mind so that's why he gets things right we're not cheating guys I guarantee it thank you that's one of the most beautiful things you've ever said to me (laughs) okay but anyway back to it so instead of doing a charity per show because you know we bang out the shows we'll do a charity per month so this week we'll do the same as last week and last week's charity was salmon youth center in Bermondsey. But, but i have i have a new one I'm okay yeah, suggest a new we'll one just for this for occasion this go on because uh like so shout out tabby she gave me one that she wanted to suggest who's so, tabby who's tabby Udi? tabby is my long-term girlfriend okay so, that's good it's good to know shout out tabs shout out tabs um so she, end the virus of racism and it's a uk non-profit addressing racism towards people of East and Southeast Asian heritage. So like, if we could support them, like a bit of pressure now, really want to make sure I get this right, but if we could support End the Vice of Racism this week, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you 100%. So now everything comes down to you because you need to get it right. Otherwise there's no money going right. to that good cause, okay? I'm here, I'm here. So Let's go. Th- there've been other people who said they need to make the questions harder, so this week, Obviously, a question is only hard if you don't know the answer, but I'm going to give you <laughs> slightly different clues, okay? You ready to roll? Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, three is give you, I give him three clues. He gets one guess. Oh, sorry, he gets three clues. He gets one question. He gets one guess. And you play at home. You let me know if you would have figured it out based on the clues. And so far, it's been hit and miss for people. But are you ready? We can go? Let's go. Okay, so this player retired at the end of last season at the age of 34. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the record is not me. Mm-hmm. They played in the <laughs> Bundesliga, Primera Liga, Liga, the Premier League, Serie A, mm. and the Championship. I love this. You're mm. on the back foot already. I love this. You have no idea, dear. Wow. No- this is sticky. This is sticky. Okay. And here's the, here's the one. Here's the one now, which usually you, you'd bounce off, but I don't know if you'll get it this week. So. Mm. This player also played for Sven Goran Eriksson twice. Right. Mm. I'm going to guess Sven twice. Twice. Okay. 
like this doesn't count as a question, but I just want you to clarify that last clue. Is that at club level or? <laughs> it kind of sounds like a question, to be honest. That's no, no. That's just me just making a question. Just, that's you just asking. It's just asking a question about my uh, clues. No, no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just establishing the context. That's not a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So is that you say yes, it was both both times we're Listen, at club. If level. you want to make an official question, I can give you an official <laughs> answer. But for now, if I say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet mother of mercy. All right. Um, you do not have a clue. Don't even know where to begin. Don't know the question to ask. This I don't brilliant. know where to start. I've got one question for this. You've got one question for this. Uh, uh... Did they play for Manchester City and Leicester City? Yes. All right. Okay. Pressure's on. Oh, this is sticky. Mm -hmm. And they retired last year. Last year. At 34. At 34. Wow. Okay. Um, can I have the clues again? Please. Oh my goodness gracious me. This podcast needs, podcast needs to start at some point, but he retired at the age of 34, like you've just said, and he played in yeah, yeah. the Bundesliga, Primera oh, Liga, yeah, which is right. Portuguese, Liga, the Premier League, Serie A, and the Championship. And he played for Sven Goran Eriksson twice. Oh gosh. Um, I played for Leicester and City, Sven twice. Um, I'm really struggling. I can't even tell a lie. <laughs> yes, this uh, is what the people wanted to hear. Yes. I can't, I can't even lie. And the thing is like, uh, Sven twice. No, Rocky, no, 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 he never played for Sven. Um, I've got no more questions, do I? This is crazy. I've got no more questions. That's correct, yeah. Um, 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 they've retired. Uh, last season. Uh, do I just have to make a guess? Because I really don't know where to start with this one. That's, that's, that's probably the best thing to do, yeah. Um, right, retired last year at the age of 34. Listen, you, I, you take your time. Don't worry about everyone waiting to hear the podcast. You I'm really sorry. Time. People, I'm really, really sorry. Um, uh, 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 can I not just get... This is hard, right? Give me one more question. It's only hard if you don't know the answer, you do. That's the question. <laughs> Can I have one more question? Uh, yeah, go on then. Why not? Right, position. Midfielder. What? Midfielder, right. That didn't help at all. I'll be honest, that didn't <laughs> help at all. I thought it was a, thought it was a terrible were, question, I, to be honest. I, I thought they were a striker, so that's really <laughs> screwy, actually. <laughs> that's really that's really not helped hey, at all. You're on the clock. Um, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. All right, I've got 20 seconds. Uh Oh gosh! Um, right, uh, tired though. I'm gonna have to concede. You know, I can't just even, say a name. Say a name. I gotta, make, name, a, I gotta make a guess. I gotta make a guess. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with, and this is gonna be really disrespectful because if this guy hasn't retired, I really apologize. Uh, I'm. I'm mm, no, it can't be him. He never played for City. Sixteen. 17, uh, um, 18, oh 19. <laughs> um, Thomas Fuchs. Okay. So everybody, please sit back as we head over to Switzerland to speak with my friend and former Man City teammate, Jelson Fernandez.
Oh, no. I've got to have got that. Unlucky, son. Unlucky. Oh, the people got what I they had... wanted. Oh, no. That was tough. That This week, that was tough. It's only you tough. Say, it's, only was... t- it's only tough if you don't know the answer, my friend. oh man i was struggling that midfield question was not the one it's not the one at all you got the man city leicester thing spot on that was really good but some of the clubs you played for it's kind of obscure so you played in portugal for like sporting lisbon for one season you played um in syria for like equivalent of one season played like one season for leicester in the championship and so on but he's played yeah. for Freiburg, Eintracht Frankfurt, I think. Um, mm. He played for Rennes uh, and Saint-Étienne as well. But there you go. Congratulations, man. You failed. I failed. Look, but it happened, right? It happened. It, but happened. it, it had to happen eventually. The time had to come. But the time the, had to come. But send me the link anyway for the uh, for the charity and I'll, uh, I'll sort it out. Because it's still a good cause. Right. How about that? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Justin Fernandez, welcome to the show. It's good to see you again. As you said before, it's been too many years. I won't say how many, but it's been too many years. And I've noticed that you've retired recently. So please, before we go back to the beginning, I want to hear a bit more about that. So why did you actually stop? Why? Uh, this, is a, this is a good question. I think uh, I felt uh, deeply down that uh, that was enough. Um, you know, with the pace of the game and uh, the way uh, the the way the, the, the players play now, uh, I've run a lot uh, during mm. my career, and um, I always wanted to stop uh, at the highest level, uh, to stop in one of the big five leagues. So, um, you know, 34 years old, uh, central midfielders in a, in top five leagues, you don't see many of them, mm-hmm. uh, and you won't see in the future many of them either. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I, I felt it was the right timing. And uh, with Corona, with the COVID and the, the situation of the clubs, uh, you know, I, I, I just felt it was the right time. Okay. And so what are you doing now then? I know I do uh, uh, an internship uh, at the FIFA, uh, uh, which I go in, uh, in, uh, in a lot of uh, different departments where I learn a lot, where I give my inputs uh, to, the, to the president, where I give my inputs also to a uh, to the chief officers of the departments. Um, I do also uh, television uh, mm. at some point, uh, Champions League uh, commentator in, in, in the Swiss TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I do my job as a dad now uh, uh, with more time. The biggest job. Great. The biggest job. The biggest job. Yeah. The biggest, most yeah, important yeah, job. Definitely, yeah. But what I want to know then, you're doing all that now, but what is your plan for the future? To be honest, uh, I think I will be working on the federation uh, at the FIFA, or I will uh, I will uh, take over a sporting director role in uh, in one club, uh-huh. uh, which is uh, which is now open. I will take my decisions in the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, okay, but uh, yeah, yeah, Tom, I, I like football. I love football, and uh, you know, I'm very grateful to to be uh, to be able to to work in my where my passion is uh, after football. You know. Okay, perfect. Right. So now we've gotten that out of the way. Let's look back, okay? So yeah. if, on, if I'm wrong here, tell me if I'm wrong. But I think you played 67 games for Switzerland, yeah? Yeah. A play, appearing in the World Cups, European Championships. That's all true, yeah? Yeah. But you weren't actually born in Switzerland, were you? What, what, where were you born? And what, is, what do you feel your true identity is? 
Uh, I'm born in uh, in Cape Verde, which is an, an archipelago in uh, uh, West Coast uh, Africa, uh-huh. uh, in the West Coast from from Senegal. Mm-hmm. So I'm born there. I came in Switzerland when I was five years old. Uh, my parents left. Uh, my dad left before uh, I were born, and uh, my mom left. Uh, was two years old. Then I joined them uh, three years after uh, in Switzerland. I grew up there. But my identity, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, I deeply feel down that I'm Cape Verdean, but uh, I've got a lot of, uh, of things from, from Switzerland. Uh, I'm proud to, be, uh, to, to have both uh, passport now. Um, you know, I think I'm a, a mix of both. Huh? Sometimes I can laugh like, an, uh, uh, like a, a guy from Ireland, and sometimes I can be serious like a, like a Swiss uh, guy. So uh, it's a bit both of them. Uh, yeah, it's a bit both of them. But uh, I'm proud to be uh, to be born in uh, in Cape Verde. Okay, that's very interesting. And I know it's 30 years ago now, but when you first went to Switzerland, what was it like living there? Because for me, when I I came to I came to England uh, when I was five or six years old. Same, for yeah. those first five years, we were a Nigerian house in England. We didn't really adapt to the English culture. We were very much still doing what we were doing, but in a different place. So for you in that early stage... No, we could, we could not do this because uh, you had maybe a, a, a bigger family. So yeah. um, I was the only kid. And my parents used to, to work a lot. So I had to quickly adapt okay. to my new environment and uh, with, uh, with Swiss kids and uh, at the school. And then uh, I started playing football. And uh, we were not uh, many black uh, people in, in the region. So... Um, you know, it's not like at the weekend we could uh, be together and, and, and enjoy our culture. It was not like this. So quickly, uh, I needed to adapt uh, to, to the culture and to the cold and to, do, you know, to everything there with it. <laughs> so many people have to say, oh, I have to adapt to the cold, I have to adapt to the cold. Because mm. even the same for, I think um, I listened to a piece recently from Kelechi Hianacho, and he yeah. said when he first came over, the thing that shocked him the most was how cold it was. He was wearing extra coats and his dad was doing the same. And then that took me back to this. That's the same thing that I did when I went to school for the first time. I was wearing three, four jumpers to go there because the yeah, cold was, was yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it was different. It was different. Right. So let's talk about your career then. So you came through, you, you went to, is it Sion or do you say Sion? Yeah, I, I did the old academy in, in Sion. In Sion. Okay. So you did all the academy time in Sion yeah. and yeah. you ended up going into the first team. And yeah. for people, some of the people who are listening today don't know much about you and your career. So what would you say your game was like, as in what was your style of play in that time? Uh, my game, I was an offensive player um, at that time. Know, at that was, time, uh, yeah. It's a good, in, that in, time. The youth, <laughs> in the youth academy. But then uh, at some point, uh, I had some coaches that used to tell me I play simple uh uh, do this and do that, and then I just played simple. I could I could run a lot. I could win tackles, and then uh, yeah, I, I I developed it into into this holding midfielder that uh, that uh, I've been. But um, yeah, before I was more offensive. Yeah. Okay, and what do you think it was then? Because this is, I think this is a question that doesn't get asked very often. But when you actually made it into the first team to start playing. Was yeah. there something about your game that meant that you had to play because you deserved to? Or was there some good fortune no, that gave I you the had chance? A, I had a lot of passion for the game and I, my work rate was very high and I gave everything, pushed my partners. Uh, you know, I, I, it was difficult for them in Switzerland to not uh, be playing me. 
Ah, okay, okay. I like that. I like that because for me, I was doing well in the academy, but there was also a bit of good fortune as well with somebody maybe getting injured and, you know, saying we yeah, want to put you in. Yeah, you were very, very, very talented. Too yeah. talented, maybe. Don't talk, don't, talk to, don't talk about me. Like, that's fine. No, yeah, but so. uh, it's true. I can say. What, um, Too easy. What would you say your best memories were for your first spell with Sion? My best memory was uh, when we won the, the Swiss Cup. Uh, I was 19 years old. We won the Swiss Cup and uh, then we bring the cup back to my city okay. where, uh, where I grew up in front of my friends, friends, parents. Uh, you know, it was my city and uh, it was, you know, a great experience. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So the boy that's moved to Sion, he's playing for his hometown team now. He's doing very yeah. well for the team. He's winning competitions. Everything sounds great, except for the fact that you left when... Man City came to try and buy it. Was it was it your plan to always leave or did you want to stay for longer? Uh, no, I wanted to leave uh, at some point. Uh, I was uh, Before Man City came, I was on, on the plane to go to Hertha Berlin uh, uh -huh. because Hertha Berlin, uh, that time the coach was Lucien Favre, Swiss coach, mm -hmm. uh, that just uh, been sacked from uh, Borussia Dortmund. But uh, they didn't have uh, the money to, 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 to really buy me. My club wanted to push that I go somewhere else, mm -hmm. uh, to England, Bolton, Newcastle, Man City. And then I end up uh, picking Man City. Um, even though the season before I came, uh, the club was 13th in the league, I think. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I remember that time I said to my parents, I, I like this club and uh, this blue color. And then my dad said, ah, they are 13th in the league and you yeah. know, on the table. And, but I knew, I don't know, I liked the stadium, uh, you know, then I spoke with Sven, uh, Goran Eriksson at the time, and uh, I felt uh, it was the right club for me. Okay, so we're going to go and talk more in depth about your time at City, because a lot of the audience, they resonate with City, maybe more so than some of the other clubs that you played for to this point. All right, okay, yeah. But one thing before we do that, so your transfer then from Sion to Manchester City made you the second highest transfer in the history of the Swiss League at the time. Uh, yeah, true. Did you feel any pressure with that or did you think that was fine? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, everybody talked I was rich and uh, <laughs> the transfer fee came in my pocket and mm -hmm. my family's pocket, which was not the case. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I could feel the expectation, yes, of, of the people, but it didn't really affect me because I left. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, people were talking, talking back home, of course, but uh, I was okay with it. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Man City now then. So what did you actually think of the team or the club actually when you first came over? Because obviously you had the thought of just looking at the league position the year before, but it's obviously very different when you're there and that's your team now. So what did you actually think of them? Yeah. So I remember when I arrived, we had a, we had a very good team spirit actually. We had a, a lot of young players, mm -hmm. uh, which now, now people... Uh, have one image of of Man City, but was not like this, you know. Yeah. Uh, academy graduated players had a big, uh, big, big uh, role in the team, uh, and they were good. I mean, uh, really good. Uh, some some players were already legend there. If I think about uh, Richard Dunn, or, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, uh, experienced player like Didi Aman. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think uh, a lot of new players then came. Yeah. Um, Think ten or something like this uh, yep. uh, from every uh, region, and still, 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 we adapted. So, in 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 some case, you can maybe go down, uh, yeah. you know, 
we've seen other clubs like Fulham doing the same and then they end up in the, in, in the championship, you know? Yeah. But there, Man City, we could not. I think until until November or December, we were top three. Yeah, that's like right, this. yeah. That's you know, right. it was mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable. Then we collapsed because we didn't have the quality to, <laughs> to yeah, stay Yeah, yeah, we there. collapsed, yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, and But we were, you know, we were flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and great players, uh, you know, you, Micah, Richards, uh, Michael Johnson was an amazing player at that time. Mm. Stevie Island, you know, I mean, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. Five, six graduated players. Mm. Then you had Casper Schmeichel, he was still a young goalkeeper. Yeah. You had Joe Hart, still mm-hmm. a very young goalkeeper. If now I think about it, the players were 20, 21. That's so, right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, from the academy. So it was not, okay, of course, you cannot compare to now, but yeah. uh, it was it was an okay uh, standing for, for, for the time and mm. for the money. The club was spending on wages and, and on, on transfer fee. And uh, yeah, City always had a good academy. I mean, uh, on that time, yes, I think uh, players were good. Okay. And what do you think, what did you think of Sven as a manager? Because you, you went to play, ended up playing for him twice, but the perception from the outside is that Sven's one way. But what was he like for you? What did you think about him? No, he was good. He, he was very calm. Uh, he was very calm. He was good to us. I mean... Uh, um, sometimes, uh, you know, tactically, you would not change a lot. And if you win, you can forget that you come in team. Yeah. But uh, he was very calm and very classy. And uh, we had never stressed. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it was a good time. Uh, really, we had a good good team spirit, I think. And um, yeah, it's a long time ago. Huh? Time mm. flies. Mm. But, um, yes, yeah, Sven was, uh, was a gentleman. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed playing on this fan. I think some people say that the laid-back thing is was a problem. If the team wasn't doing well, they looked at him and thought it was a problem. But when the team's doing well and you see him laid back on the side, it's the strength, you know. It's the no, he was very, he was, he was calm. He, 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 actually, he was a manager for top club, top players, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And maybe he was not the manager for us because then we needed to learn at the time. Yeah, and somebody maybe that pushed us even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that he was not pushing us, but he was, he, he, he relied, you know, his life were was done and, uh, and he wanted to enjoy and, uh, and enjoy the, the Premier League and he was serious but then maybe you need at that point uh, a guy that uh, push you behind your limits yeah. every, every, every time that, that make you, you know, realize, wow, I need to, to be there and as a young player, I think you really need this, you know, uh, we were not, we were not done players. Yeah, 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 that's, I understand that, I understand yeah. that. So how long do you think, how long do you think then it took for you to adjust to English football to when you were playing, not, playing well? No, not long. I think I had uh, the first three months was difficult because we had only, at that time was only 16 players in the, in the, uh, it, the list. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, it's not like now we have 18 or England, is, mm-hmm. it, is it 18 or is it more? I, I think mean, it's 18 now normally, normally yeah, 18, yeah. It, it, It's 18 now normally, some countries now you have 23, so yeah. imagine. Before I was 16, so to be on the squad was very tough. Yeah. You, 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 you take one goalkeeper, then you take a, one defender that can yeah. play uh, wide, yeah. one central. Yeah. Then you take two strikers and uh, you know, it's it's very, fight, yeah. it was very hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, uh, and then it took me two months, but team were, we were winning every game. Yeah. So it was difficult. But then I came in the team uh, in, in the cup. I think the first game was against Bristol City. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In, in cup. And then I, I, I played it in my first Premier League game was in Cosmos. We won there. I think, uh, I don't know, 1-0 or something like this. Mm-hmm. And how about then the adjustment to English culture? How did you find that? Did that take you longer or was it a short time? I could yet? not, no, it take me longer. 
the guys they, they were amazing he was already serious guy so not not coming out a lot and yeah and uh, you know uh, but the, the other ones they you know they took me out mm-hmm. uh, and this really helped me. but every morning we had we had a great team spirit i mean uh, it, it's uh, as a young player now no we have no um, no sh- bad guy uh, yeah. uh, with, uh, with with the shit mentality. Uh, sorry for the world, but uh, you know uh, we we didn't have this. I mean, if I if I think about it now, uh, the, the, the the lads they were very good, and we had players like Usman Dabo, mm. uh, very calm, mm-hmm. good for the dressing room, and mm-hmm. uh, no. Well, it was uh, good people. Okay, so that's that's all in relation to City specifically. But a question yeah. I want to ask, looking back now, because as you've just reminded me, at that time I was twenty-one years of age. You know, that's it. Yeah. You forget how young you are in those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, what I mean? young, young, young players playing in the Premier League. Exactly, exactly. Too but young. Yeah. What would you say the hardest thing about being a foreign player in England is? If you but at that, at that at that time was not hard. Really, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it was uh, maybe the food. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the food was difficult uh, for, for, for me from Switzerland, mm-hmm. but uh, but still, it's Manchester is a nice city. Yeah, very Look, nice, for, yeah. for a young player, it's a nice city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stadium uh, was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and uh, the training facilities we were in uh, Carrington That's was right, also yeah. okay. Yeah. You know. The weather, maybe the weather, you struggle because when you take the road to go to Carrington, you have this rain. Special <laughs> <laughs> rain. Yeah, yeah, in the winter it's tough, you know. But uh, but I would say, yeah, Christmas time was hard. Mm-hmm. But I had my family with me, so but this was hard to play during Christmas. Boxing Day, my first Boxing Day was hard. Enough. Okay, so after all this, then how come you didn't stay for longer? Was that your choice? Me, because no, I, 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 I'm being very honest. I wanted to play every every game. Impatient young players, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, Mark Hughes that time told me Man City is gonna become a massive club, and look, uh, we were gonna build up the club around you. There's uh, Mike and Adam Zabaleta company, but I was Swiss international already, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to play every game. They both in the in the win in the win. In January, they bought, I think, uh, before I left, they bought uh, Nigel de Jong, which yeah. was the same position in me and characteristic. And then, uh, you know, it was difficult for me to start every game. And there I was uh, as a young player and, and patient. Um, but I don't regret to, to, to have left because probably I didn't have the level to bring Man City where it should be, but they bought a lot of players to 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 to, to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could have learned and uh, be be more patient on on, on on that time. But it was my decision to leave, mm-hmm. uh, not the decision of the club. And um, yeah, it was not easy because I had uh, good friends there, and I could never say goodbye. I hate goodbyes. Yeah, I really hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we was in training camp in Germany, and I had to leave, and then I just left with a taxi, and then. You know, I would have loved to hug people, but I'm not, you know, emotion guy. I don't want it to, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, in life, we always see each other twice, so yeah. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's good uh, maybe in a few, <laughs> when the, co- the corona is over, then um, to go there and, uh, and see some people. I hope everybody's healthy and, uh, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you went from there, you went to play in Saint-Étienne. For, yeah, in France, yeah. In, in Ligue 1. But one thing that I noticed there was that you ended up going on loan three times. Yeah, because once I, when I arrived, uh, uh, I played the first season, then we had uh, financial problems. Okay. 
at the club, uh, big, big financial problems. So they could not pay him alone. Uh, and that's why that's why I left uh, three times. Right. Okay. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, yeah. And it you was this. Yes. And you left to go to Syria twice with for Udinese and Kievo, and then one time play yeah. for Sven again at Leicester City. Exactly. And was there not the chance to maybe leave to go on loan somewhere in France? They don't want it. Really? No. It was the same in England. That the, uh, the guy was. Uh, Paul Aldridge, I think. Yeah, that's right. He said, yeah. no, you, you can leave the club, but you are not going in the Premier League. That's crazy, you know. Do you think... Do yeah. You th if, you, if, you were, if you were to be a manager, do you think that's... Or a director, is that what that's you'd say to not, your players? Yeah, but he said no. He said, he said no, no Bolton, no West Brom, no... Uh, he didn't want it. You know, and an English game was made for me. Mm. Uh, I've seen it after in the Bundesliga, the game with intensity was made for me. That's for sure, 100%. But uh, he didn't want it. That's a shame. If you if you had power, would you say the same thing to players, or would you say you can go wherever you want? No, I will think about you know I think about my club, but I will also think about the the, the development of the player and, and his career, and I would I would have helped at some point and find a solution. Okay, so um, the three years passes at Saint Etienne. Obviously, financial issues mean you don't play as many games as you would like to. No, but I played every game, huh? Oh, for the three years? Oh, you mean uh, the first no, year? No, no. I, I played the first year, I think 37 games or something. Then I went on loan three times. Yeah, that's what I mean. The stuff that came afterwards. Like, in, yeah. in an ideal world, you'd, you'd be at Saint-Étienne and you'd be playing every, all th every game for three years. But yeah. you ended up leaving anyway, and you go to Sporting Lisbon. Why there? Sporting was... Uh, uh, was uh, you know I'm born in Cape Verde and Cape Verde is a former archi archipelago of, uh, of of Portugal. Mm -hmm. So we grew up with uh, with uh, with the Portuguese um, history and uh, with the Port Portuguese culture. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I was always a fan of uh, Benfica and and Sporting, which are two rivals. But uh, for Sporting for me was a dream. But I arrived on the time the biggest crisis fan. Of the history of sporting, you know, and governance and, and etc. And then my mom at some point was sick, and then I decided to go home because was the, the club was in a mess. And my mom was sick, so I said, uh, "Look, I, I have to go back. Mm -hmm. I have to go back to to, to Sion, and that's why I end up uh, in Sion." Yeah, you know, that's it's a shame because to go to Lisbon, as you were saying, based on the history from Cape Verde. That would have been a great occasion, a great thing. Yeah, amazing. But I mean, in life, you cannot control everything. You know, sometimes I wish I had someone that uh, that, uh, that uh, really understand this and, and help me on 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 that point. But uh, then I wasn't patient, and then I said, "No, I, I you know, not like I give up, but I, uh, I didn't I didn't uh, fight against the situation." Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, and afterwards you say, poor. Sometimes uh, advice is, is good, you know. When people give you an advice and say, okay, look, the situation is hard, but uh, you gotta make it. Uh, let let keep working, and you know, it's very difficult during your career when when you have bad bad moments, bad points to have uh, to have someone to rely on, and where they will not, you know, they will be honest with you and tell you the truth mm -hmm. to to help you without uh, you know without being. Um, yeah, dictated by something else, you know. It's, it's very difficult. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. So you, you went back to Sion on loan, I think, and yeah. then you ended up leaving Lisbon and you went to go and play in the Bundesliga, yeah? Yeah. 
And yeah. this was for, is it SC Freiburg? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And now the big thing I don't understand about that time then was you went there, you played 38 games in that first season and, and then you left. And, and then ran the ball to me. And, and then who, ah, oh, is that why? Okay, so did you uh, want to leave though? Did you want to leave? No, I wanted, quite wanted to stay. But Iran just sold Timoy Bakayoko mm -hmm. that played after for Chelsea. And they said, okay, we want to buy you. We give you a four-year contract. And, uh, you know, the, the, the club, in, we, we saved our, our, ourselves in the Bundesliga, I think, uh, three, three games to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the club said, okay, look, uh, uh, after Sion had a small contract, uh, in Freiburg and, and Santos in Rennes did pay, I think, uh, four times what I had. Uh, monthly, so uh, it was more a project uh, over over the years in a, in a strong position, the better contract, better conditions, and then that's why I ended up leaving. Okay, so you ended up closing out the last six years of your career playing for Rennes and playing for Eintracht Frankfurt in the Bundesliga again. And yeah, for me, when I look on paper, you look like you played for a lot of teams in a lot of different places, but you've explained the different reasons for it. And yeah. I was going to ask, like, what changed your approach in terms of staying in one place for longer? But I think you've explained why that was. Um, so I'm Maturity. Happy. Yeah, I'm, exactly. And that's crazy, isn't it? Because the way you were at City at 21, when you say you want to go somewhere because you need to play, to then being older with a family and thinking you need the security of having time in a place and to be able to settle, you know. It's different. It's different. Like, I, when I was younger, I never understood that mentality. I never got it. But then as I got older... It made perfect sense. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And when you when you finally realize that even though there are, say, 20 of you or 25 of you in a squad, everybody's going through something slightly different. Whether it's somebody yes. who is actually in their city or somebody that's in their country, somebody that's maybe 30 years old in their city or 35 and in a different country, you know, the mentalities are all very different. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So anyway, but also also look, uh, it's uh, I've learned after a season or career is not is not like a sprint. Mm -hmm. It's like is a marathon. Yes, and you need to the, the the you know what is true today is not true tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but at the time you leave things, you know, you leave week after week. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know you might be disappointed, and then. Uh, and I always had offers. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, if you're there and you have no offers, then you're okay. You stay there and mm -hmm. fight. But I always have an opportunity, which is not good. Because then you always think it's better someplace, somewhere, another place. Mm -hmm. But you always find this, you can't find the same problem. So, uh, but, it's, yeah. but it's a gift as well, though, because you only have offers if people see you as valuable. So, to, yeah, so, so for your career to have those offers is, true, is a true, good true. thing. So also, true. looking back then, um, it's incredible, as I say, to see some of the big clubs that you played for in the different countries. But one thing that most people listening don't know is the fact you actually speak many languages. How many do you speak now? Can you tell them? Seven. Seven. What, what's the seven? I speak uh, uh, French, Italian, German, English, Spanish, Portuguese, and uh, Creole. Well, how, like, how how is that even a thing? How did that happen? But look, I'm born in, in Cape Verde. Mm -hmm. There you speak Creole, yeah. and the official language is Portuguese. Yes. Still. Yes. Then I, I went to Switzerland. I grew up in the French part of Switzerland. Okay. French. Yes. When you... 10 years old, you learn German at the school. Okay, four. 
But then I played in Germany. So yeah. yeah. After when I was 20 years old, I moved to England, played in the Premier League. Yeah. Five. Five. Okay. Then I went to to Italy mm -hmm. to play. Six. Six. And then, uh, you know, uh, I learned Spanish because I played with so many Spanish guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. You know what I mean? You, you, yes, make, you make it sound so simple, but it's incredible. But it's, it's, it's really true. It's, it's like this. You know? yeah. With English, you go everywhere. But with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with the French, you cannot go everywhere. Then you have to adapt yourself. For sure. And how important would you say for the places that you've been to, how important is it to actually learn the language quickly? But I, I knew no English when I came to England. Mm, that's why I said learn it quickly. Is it important yeah. to learn it quickly? But, but I learned with girls. I mean, uh, I can, I can, <laughs> I can uh, you know, at the time you have no, uh, you are no, uh, no, he's not on the phone. So yeah. I had to buy a small dictionary, uh -huh. La Rousse, uh -huh. and the small dictionary I would go and uh, it was crazy. Okay. So when you go about your daily business, which language do you think in? I think in French. You think in French? Yeah. What? Why French? I don't know. Because I, uh, from five years old until 20, I stayed in a French country. Okay. And I was speaking French all, all the time with my family and friends. That's very, very, very interesting. So if you, um, which one was the easiest to learn? Uh, I would say English. Okay, and uh, if you could get rid of one, which one would you choose to forget about? German, German. You, you need German, German only in Germany. <laughs> okay, right, I get that, I get that. Okay, yeah. so you've played, as I said before, in some of the biggest leagues in Europe. So I'd love you to share some insight, not just to me, of but to, to all the listeners as well. Of because course. as I say, you've played in Switzerland, England, Portugal, Italy, Germany, France. Like yeah. that's, that's incredible, really. So... Which league would you say was the most difficult to play in? French. Why? Better players. Which league is the most technical? Italy. Ah, Italy is very slow, very tactic, but they had a good technique, but not under pressure. Okay. okay. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, they could do good passing and good shoot and... Good free kick. Without pressure, everything was fine. Yeah, okay. So, you know, but more, yeah, Portugal, yeah, I've seen very good uh, Brazilian guys, mm -hmm. very gifted. Oh, difficult to say. Technique is difficult to say. Uh, which league suited your style the most? Bundesliga. Okay. So but uh, English as well, but Bundesliga, I played more. So. Okay. So speaking, speaking of your style then, I need you to explain something to me. So I think online it says you played 520 games, yeah? Yeah, correct. But the thing that scares me the most is that you had 125 yellow cards, Jelson. What is wrong with you? Uh, every five games, one. <laughs> <laughs> Jelson, boy, what? Yeah, I don't know, but, but only four or five red cards. Huh? Well, six, but still uh, 125 yeah, yellow cards, Jelson. I didn't know this. This is a statistic you really, this is a lot. So I need I to say, know. one of my friends um, who I played with at Queen's Park Rangers, he had a record for most yellow cards in a season, I think. And I looked at his career because he's a year older than us. Um, how, much, how, much, how much yellow card he had? 115. And you've got the most yellow cards of any player I've ever known. You. Really? Yes, Jelson. 125 <laughs> is a lot. I, knew, I need to write this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, 125 is a lot. And that, so, as I say, that doesn't where, include where international. 
where did you find this out? Uh, it's on transfer market um, online. Oh just your statistics, gosh. yeah. 125 yellow cards. But here's the interesting thing, actually, which leads into my next question. Did you know that you got the fewest yellow cards per game in England? Yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't so know my, game was, my game was the English one because they, they, they understood you more. They understood you more, yeah. Yeah, in Italy, yeah. Yeah, yeah in Italy. This, this in yeah, Italy, yeah. you look at someone as a yellow card. So which, um, which league was the most physically tough? Uh, Premier League. Um, which league was the easiest to be a foreign player in? Uh, French, because uh, everybody's black. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which was the most fun to play in? Bundesliga, yes. Why is that? Most, more, 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 the league with more fans. Uh, I mean, okay. the, the average, the average attendance, I think, is forty thousand or forty-five thousand in every game. It's amazing. Okay, which league is the uh, best for young players? Bundesliga, also. Okay, you like the Bundesliga, huh? I lose no, no, but no, it's look English guys. They go there. Yeah. Uh, Sancho, it's very good. I mean, they give time to young players. They develop them. You don't have so much pressure. You can play. It's very good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very, very good. Okay. And if you could only watch one league for the rest of your life, which one would it be? A Premier League. And why is that? Because now the most uh, talented players in the world are there. Okay. That's, uh, I like that answer. I like that answer. So, um, looking back again then, you've, um, you've played 16 years at the highest level. You've played for 10 clubs in six different countries. Do you wish, looking back now, that you could have stayed at one club for all that time or still had no. the same journey again? You know what? My strength now in everything I do, it's my experience, my network, and, and, and because I know the leagues and know people. So uh, it's, it was perfect. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, you know, all the experience I had in different leagues, I can now implement this for the rest of my life. And... Uh, I had the luck to be playing, I don't know, in St. James Park, but also in Dortmund mm -hmm. and also in San Siro mm -hmm. and also in Paris. And, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I'm full of, uh, of uh, souvenir and this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that's, that's nice. The, you, you said all the big stadiums there and that sounds very, yeah, very I mean, nice. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to do best? Then I played World Cups, uh, you know, I, maybe I didn't, it's okay, you know. <laughs> it is. Well, it's perfect. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Which, um, which city... Did you enjoy living in the most? Uh, uh, I would say Lisbon. Okay, and why was that? Uh, so you live on on the, on the sea. Good weather, good food. Yeah, yeah, Lisbon. Very nice. nice. Lisbon's very, it's very nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Which um, which clubs fans do you think appreciated you the most? Ren. Why? I don't know. They appreciate. I don't know. They maybe because of the language. Okay. I could communicate with them uh, e e faster, easier, and make them understand what I what I was about. Okay. And what would you say the greatest achievement in your career was? Uh, to have been played three World Cup. <laughs> three World Cups, you know. That's... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, this is the thing. I'll be honest. A lot of people who are listening probably don't know you exactly they don't know the details of you some people do but most people don't of course yeah. but you talk about somebody who's played in three world cups and that puts you in the top one percent of all players that have ever played the game and that yeah, yeah. is incredible but it's yeah, also yeah, I, was, I, was, I was very lucky i mean it, it, it's also uh i could stay at the highest level for a long long time 
So uh, it's um, you know I didn't have honestly the potential and the level to play in big clubs, mm-hmm. very big club and win league because I lacked pace and I know you know it's kind of I could not shoot properly and blah 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 you know but I I could not uh, maybe with a good coaching and good you know you can uh, be a rotation player there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I didn't have, I know, I didn't have the, if you see now the players you have there in that position, Pogba, Kante, mm-hmm. you know, I was not that category. Mm-hmm. But I gave everything a hat, so I have no regrets at all, mm-hmm. and it was fine. That's fabulous. Yeah, I never, yeah, yeah. That's fabulous. And what would you say the lowest point in your career was, the toughest time for you? Poof. I, I didn't have any. This is it. This is, this, uh, this know, is beautiful, I, I yeah. Didn't any, I didn't have any point where I said, it was not a lot of injury. Mm-hmm. I had a few injury, but not a, just something muscular. Two weeks, three weeks. I didn't have low points. Mm. Really low points where I said, fuck. I didn't have any. I, I, you know, touch, I yeah, touch wood, yeah. And where did you play your best football? Six last years. Six, this last six years, yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so interesting, you know, because this similar sort of thing happened for me. So I came through as a prospect. I was doing well and so on. But yeah. The game felt the easiest to me in the last few years of my career because I really understood it. I understood my role. I understand. I understood. Yeah, that. but look, look, you. Uh, what was your favorite position first? Yeah, it was centre back. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Centre back, but you were also fast. Mm. So they put you sometimes right back, mm-hmm. and there, there when they put you outside, then when you come back in, mm-hmm. it's it will be easy. Mm-hmm. But if now we look into the modern game, you were the perfect back three uh, yeah. central defender, you oh. know, in all the three positions. Mm. I mean, uh, you, I, I played with you and I can say this in front of everybody. You were too good, too quick. <laughs> so you didn't... Uh, you, no, it's true. Then for, to win challenges, you didn't have to fight. Mm. Strong build. Mm. You were fast. So mm. you could tactically do mistake. Mm-hmm. You will take it back. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Yeah, for so sure. You, and, and maybe what you didn't have is between 20 and 23, mm-hmm. or 18 and 23, one coach that will take the time to learn you the game, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you are Premier League and everything okay, hometown. And, uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, it's very difficult. I mean, I've, I've seen very few players that had all this inside and that didn't need to learn. It was company. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah Vincent had everything inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the leadership, he had the intelligence, he had, uh, he was gifted yeah. physically, technically, mm-hmm. so he didn't. But all the rest, Yeah, I understand, yeah. I totally you understand. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I wish that year when Sven was there, he was trying to give certain lessons. And I remember listening to them, but I didn't buy into them the way that I did when I was older. Because yeah. now you understand, you understand things a bit more. You understand why somebody was encouraging you, you know, to do I'm this. I'm gonna tell you, he was saying, "Well done, Ada." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was funny. That was, oh, those were some good back. memories. Some good memories, yeah. man. So, um, yeah. since you retired, is there anything that you miss right now? Right now, I miss I miss fans in the stadiums. Okay. And traveling to see people. Because my, my, my dream was always to go in every club I played, go into the, the, the shop and mm-hmm. buy my shirt with my number. Yeah, wow, that's you know? cool. That's very yeah, cool. I would, but I could not travel now. But I would love to go to Man City, you know. But, you know, and I, maybe I don't see people anymore, you know, because football club change. 
Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 the president and direction change, board manager change. But sometimes I'm sure you can find. I, I, last time I find out that Claire was still at Man City. Yeah, Claire. Yeah, Claire. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I know Claire. I'm so happy Claire's still at Man City. Honestly. Yes, me too. But I mean, you know, I don't know if if Chapman is there still. Not quite. Not quite. No. Not quite. Not you not know? to the same level. But there are other people who are still there, and I think that's one thing for me, which I would say about City. They've changed a lot. They've changed so much from when I was there, from yeah. when you were there. But there's yep. still certain people who are the. I feel like they're the heart of the of the club itself, club. and the fact that they're still there, like it keeps drawing me. And it still feels like it's part of it's, it's your my club because yeah, because yeah, I know you know club. what I mean. It's your club. Because I, I remember those people. I know those people. I know what they felt. We felt things together. You know. So that's yeah. yeah that's um that's a real blessing. Um, is there another league that you wish you played in which you didn't, which you didn't get the chance to? Spain, Spain, Spain. Okay. Yeah. And why didn't yeah. you? Why did? Why did it never happen? It could have been, but then I decided to stay. That I, I could have gone to uh, to uh, to a Spanish club. But then I said I stay in Frankfurt. You know. Okay. Right. MLS also. MLS also. I would have loved. Yeah, you would have. And uh, but this for family reason I didn't do because the kids were good in school. Mm -hmm. So uh, when Atlanta, when they built up the club in 2017 or 18, 17, I think. Mm. Yeah, 17. I met them. Uh, I met the. the Vice president and the, and the technical director in Manchester, mm. basically. Mm. I went to the Manchester Derby, mm -hmm. and then we met together uh, because the guy was uh, at Tottenham before, and the, and the technical director played with him. So he presented me this project, massive stadium, uh, you know everything. But then I, I said no, taking all my family to America, you know. Uh, for but I regret this. Like my wife told me, let's go, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, but then I said no, we go. Frankfurt, you know, but yeah. this could have been. That's interesting because I I did the opposite. My wife said, "Let's go," and I said, "Okay, let's go." And we went. Yes, and it was it was good. Yeah, it was incredible for me. Yeah. The two is two of the most two and a half of the most memorable years of my whole career. We didn't have oh, the yeah. same successes of say years gone by when I was in England and so on. The money wasn't the same or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah, of course. But sir. it's it was incredible. It's a completely different. It's a different style of football, different way of life, different understanding for the game of football. But yeah. when, one thing I found when I went over there in the first few months, it's like, it's the same feeling as when you start to play for the first time because you don't know all the players. You don't know mm. how the league works. You don't know the yeah. systems. So everything, you open, your eyes are wide open. Yeah, yeah. And I was 32. Good stadium, huh? Yeah, very good, yeah. So I was 32 years old, feeling those emotions, which I hadn't felt for 15 years. And that, like, that's the energy which I needed in that time. And it yeah, was, to keep you, to keep you willing to play, yeah. Huh? Exactly, and it, it was great. It was great. Made some really good friends there. You know, people will be friends with for the rest of my life. And it was, a, it was a great experience. Like, I feel very lucky to have to have experienced that. And the same yeah, thing goes with my wife and, with the kids, and to my kids as well. Yeah, yeah, the stories that we'll tell in the future, we'll say, oh, that time when we lived in this place, when we did this, when we yeah, did that. Like, obviously, yeah, you've yeah. had it from traveling around Europe, but that no, over but there... They, normally, English players, they don't have this. No, 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 no. This... Uh, they stay in England. And they see maybe the North, and then they go to London, and to London, they go to Liverpool. And yeah, then... exactly. And that's fine. You know, people can do whatever they want to do. But I think I had the chance to stay in England and to continue at the level I was at. But when the career, when my career is finished, like it's this moment now when I talk about an experience which is different, to have played, to have been playing another 150 games in the same league against the same teams, you know that's not, that doesn't 
the story doesn't read the same to me. I prefer yeah. talking about something that's very different, yeah. which most people haven't experienced. But yeah, I can yeah, say yeah. that I lived that. And that was a part of my life which was very different to what came before. So that was exciting yeah, yeah, for me. So, so I've got one final question for you then, yeah? No problem. So this is the one which we always do to finish on the show. And that is, I need you to give me the best five-a-side team of players that you've played with. Five, okay. five. Five, yeah. Goalkeeper and four outfielders. Okay. Uh, goalkeeper. Uh, I played only with top goalkeepers. Eh? Exactly. Exactly. That's uh, why it's a big question. Goalkeeper is very... Uh, Andanovic, I would say. Okay. And where Andanovic, was that? Andanovic. Udinese. Okay. Okay. Five players. Five. Four. Okay. Then I would say Vincent Kobani. Okay. Blaise Matuidi. Oh, shoo, 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 shoo. Very nice. Yeah, who else? Uh, Usman Dembele. Oh, where did you play with him? Rennes. Ah, okay. And one, two, three, four. And one more. And Luka Jovic. How, yeah, is he the one that's still at Real Madrid, kind of? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's... Uh, do you know what, Justin? That's not a bad team. That's no, no bad no, team no. at all, but yeah, they, they, they were good, yeah. I like it, I like it. So yeah. thank you very much for coming on the show, man. It's great to see you again. And when things are better, I'm going to yeah. be heading around Europe, so I'll make sure to find you, okay? Yes, come. Hey, really, uh, come with the kids. Uh, and we go then ski up the mountains and, you know, come. Anything is possible at this stage. My plan before there was this pandemic was to retire and then travel around Europe, seeing some of my friends play and so on, and spending maybe a day, a night, two nights. But you was, you was very, uh, I have to say, you were very, very open, always open. Yeah. You was not, you was not a, a typical uh, young English player. No, like, uh, but, the, but that's the thing now. That's, that's, that's the thing which I think lots of people forget. For me, I may sound like I'm from England, but I'm not from England. So I'm different. I have a different background i wasn't born in england so yeah. people so i i saw things for a different light for a long time like even when i was yeah. in the academy we'd go on a pre-season no sorry we go on like a team tournament somewhere and when we come back into england everybody else is in the english line and i'd be in the foreign passport line you know so yeah. even though i'm one way i'm the other way as well yeah, yeah i understood it's this diff is being open is a good thing because you can make lots of meet lots of good people, hear lots of interesting stories, as I've been very lucky to do on this podcast and listening with you as well. And that yeah, makes, but look, that means that means you've been not in the same page than a lot of the your the players from your generation. Yeah, of course. At the time, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I mean, the more you get old, the more the more people understand you, and then the more you. you, you I don't know, but you were, yeah. you were maybe too mature for us. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just, in that time, I just lived a slightly different life. For example, with the going out thing, going out clubbing and so on. I, my family didn't have a history of doing that. The, my mom and dad didn't drink alcohol. So in my house, that wasn't a thing. But in other yeah. people's houses, that was a thing. So they yeah. would do that, but I didn't have the same desire to do it because I never had it. Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't see it as a strength. It was just different. But then, as I get older, and you know, I can people understand it more. It makes more sense. Yeah, you know. And that's, yeah, it makes that's more sense. Thing. Of course, yeah, of course. That's the good thing. But yeah, enough of this. Thank you very much, man. I'll let you get back okay, to your I day. Remember, I will text you sometimes. Huh, if I'm in England. For sure, for sure. It's great to see okay. you. Man. Take care of yourself. Take care and, and take care of your family, please. Yeah, and the same to you, man. And the same okay, to you. Bye, bye, Au revoir. Bye. 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 Ciao, man. Ciao. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to his story as much as I did. 
and I think getting to listen to so many unique ones really is a blessing. And the plan, thankfully, is to hear plenty more in the future. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. And now to close, let me say thank you to my good friend and our producer, Mr. Ryan Hale over in Utah. And thank you to everybody listening that's made it this far. And just to double down on that point and semi-plagiarize the words of Stephen King, don't let the podcast end without saying thank you to someone and without admitting to yourself that absolutely no one gets this far along. So thank you very much and bye for now.